Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we have a uh, another a guest that's uh, got a segment that's getting more and more popular. It's called Day Tripping with Bob DeWitt. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thank you. Good to be here again. And uh, let me uh, let me tell you, before we get started on this episode, I, I got some, some bad news, some sad news, and then some good news, if you want to hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, the bad news is it's been confirmed that Meghan Merkel's show on uh, Netflix has been dropped. Uh, I'm sure you broke up about that. You're going to you're going to hate to hear this next news, too. This is even more surprising and remarkable. Uh, Spotify has dropped uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's uh, podcast and also Jon Stewart's podcast. Why? Isn't that sad? That that that's tough. That's tough. Uh, and even and this is even the the, the saddest of all news is here is that uh, uh, after a five hundred million dollar investment, two years of hiring, uh, uh, sponsor uh, having network an- some of the finest network anchors uh, resume could provide, after twenty one days, CNN Plus has uh, officially. Uh, been canceled and then twitter got sold what a week huh and uh yeah twitter twitter got sold uh but the good news we got here is day tripping with bob dewitt has been renewed uh i think that's i think a good thing i think when you consider the uh, the kind of talent that's being canceled and uh uh the fact that you survived all that is uh is really doing well to, for you. I mean, it speaks highly of you, Bob. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Uh, day trip is popular, and uh, I just wish spring would get here. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's just so cold. You know, you and me are disappointed. The the high school kids trying to play sports are disappointed. Uh, but nobody's disappointed like the farmers. Yeah, no the, kidding. The farmers no are having a, having a tough time planting, but maybe you can – while they're waiting for the fields to dry, which it definitely ain't today. It's raining like crazy. Uh, uh, t- tell us about what you got to, what, where are we day tripping today? Well, we're looking at Boone, Iowa. And, and I did this a, a couple years ago, but uh, the, uh, the Boone and Scenic Valley Railroad, and it's, if you want to look this up, it's it's just the initials BSV as in Victor RR Boone Scenic Valley Railroad dot com, and uh, it's just a little railroad uh, museum and and uh, train rides out of Boone, Iowa, and we took the uh, the basic excursion, which I'm telling you we. <laughs> It was one of those 110 degree days with no air conditioning, and they do have a car with air conditioning that serves lunch. But we took the basic one, and uh, there's four people in this car, and it's a 1920s or 30s car, uh, 11 mile round trip that took 45 minutes. We we were able to open the windows, but uh, but on a better day, there's a lot of pretty neat things they have and they have and they they open memorial day uh and they have just just different excursions the basic one like i said we did uh they've got a dinner train 
they've got a picnic train where they set up the tables and the silverware and you're in a dining car, but you bring your own lunch. And they do have a, a lunch train too. Uh, they have an electric trolley. If you remember seeing the old shows where they're uh, riding down the tracks looking at, at, they're not the pump kind, but it only holds two people, but you can do one of those too. And, uh, and then they have a charter train. Uh, the electric trolley's from the 20s, and I guess it's, it's only $2 and takes you into Boone, Iowa on a quick trip. So kind of a neat little neat little museum there, there's uh, several engines and cars uh, out in the lot and then the inside of the museum is is an old uh, train station and just a lot of railroad related uh, items in there and railroading's uh, a lot of big fans of, of that particular uh, genre I guess so kind of a neat place right in the center of Iowa so yeah. if you're ever up in that area boom the uh, uh, specialty rides actually book out pretty quick where they have uh, oh like the uh, the Thomas train and I think they have a Christmas train a, a Santa Express they call it uh, and these are all reservations required and, and I guess they do book pretty quick but but neat little town Boone and also the birthplace of Mamie Eisenhower and we just stumbled up on that. We got there probably an hour and a half before our train was leaving. So we just drove around town and we found out we were on Mamie Eisenhower Boulevard and uh, found out she was born there and uh, in a little house that I think was a parsonage for a church. And they ended up having a historical society and they bought the house or it was donated, moved it across the street. and. Uh, she was only there nine months. She, they moved out when she was nine months old, but they've got quite a little museum, and she still had relatives there, so I guess her and uh, President Eisenhower visited there pretty frequently while he was president, and then after he passed, she was there quite a while, too, visiting a couple times a year for fundraisers. So uh, uh, a couple old cars out in their garage that belonged to the Eisenhower family, so... Um, it was kind of unexpected. It, it opened Memorial Day weekend too, but um, we didn't plan on doing that. We just planned on the uh, the train ride. But it was kind of neat to find something else in that little town that was that was interesting and uh, uh, you know a great president from uh, peace times, the fifties. Which I wish I was a little older back in the fifties. But anyway, so a couple things to do there. Well, that does sound trick. Well. There is no one in anywhere that likes trains more than our friend Steve Pilchin, the round guy. He is a, yeah. a, a admirer and a lover of trains. And uh, if you're driving with him anywhere and you come anywhere near a train track, he'll want you to stop and just wait and see if he can see a train. He loves trains. Well, I have been on the the, the, the scenic ride and uh, train ride in, in Boone. Yeah. And uh, they did have a Thomas. You know, I saw that they do have the Thomas the Train in the Christmas program, and uh, we sat towards the back, and uh, we there's like a little, I don't know, I want to call it a balcony or something, or a, you can go out and stand on the back and, and watch that. We we kind of, the the train broke down when we were on it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it overheated or something. We had to sit there for like a half hour, and, and it was hot, like you said. It was real hot, but... Uh, yeah, yeah Right, too. You can ride up in the caboose. We didn't. We didn't do that either. Obviously, there's, we, there's, we there's a, a cheap route. 
I, I, I kind of remember there's like uh, points of interest along the way, uh, either. Yeah, it was a big Boy Scout camp. That was kind of neat. Uh, there's a lot of people's backyards. You can see the junk they've uh, accumulated over the years. I thought that was pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, but the Trussell Bridge uh, was was cool. I mean, you're quite a ways over the Des Moines. I think it's the Des Moines River, and uh, it, it's quite a. I mean, you, you go over that thing, and you can tell you're up there. And then, of course, uh, the views are really great in the spring. So. Uh, you know, and I've I've seen videos of that. We were there in the hot summer, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, but there yeah, were, there, there are some neat points of interest, and they point those out along the way. And the and the train was packed too, and it was like, yeah, it's weird because we were there. There literally the whole train car was was four people: my wife and I, and then another young couple. And uh, and then I think the air conditioned car they they had uh, some kind of group there as a bunch of kids, so. Uh, it, it was packed, but the car we were in, uh, I don't think anybody wanted to get it into that heat, but, but uh, it was, that was a summer that, man, it, I think it was 2019, and it, we just had a hot spell. And unfortunately, that's when we decided to take a trip up to up to uh, Boone and, and that area. We were kind of scouting it to uh, see if we wanted to do the dinner train with, uh, with some of the family. And so my wife and I'll do that once in a while. We'll scout something and and uh, see if it's worth inviting a couple more people, and then we'll go back the second time. So well, I am absolutely fascinated about the Mamie Eisenhower exhibit there. Uh, that is definitely. I'm gonna as soon as we get done with this, I'm gonna call that and see if I can't get an interview about that because that that is uh, I didn't even know that was there, and that's what this whole yeah. podcast is about. Is that you know telling the story of maybe these places that people don't know is there, you know, but we're, we're yeah. that, that is I, tremendous. Uh, I, was, I was so surprised. And, and, uh, as far as first ladies of the United States, there were only two from Iowa and, uh, Herbert Hoover's, uh, what Yeah. Lee Hoover. Uh, she was an amazing was, woman, uh, uh, very brave. And, uh, she fought in that boxer war. Well, she was just there. And, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, she was uh, very brave and really helped the uh, help fight off the the boxers. And yeah, uh, and she's buried there in Iowa. I, I've been trying to work with the Hoover uh, Museum to get an interview with them uh, because that's a that's a really fantastic museum that I've been to and it's been closed for a long time and. You can't even call somebody there. You got to email somebody at the federal government. Uh, uh, I, I did uh, get approved by the by the federal government to interview the uh, uh, National Cemetery in Keokuk in uh, the second week of May or next week. We'll, we'll have that episode up. Well, what uh, what else did you do? You, you sent me another picture. Um, well, about- we went up to when we left there. We went to the South Ballroom in uh, in Clear Lake. Which is now uh, it's still a ballroom, and it's just like it was uh, the night Buddy Holly and and uh, um, the Big Bopper and and uh, uh, the Valley Kid. What the hell? He was like Richie Valens. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it, it's just have you been in there? Because it's really it, it, I tell you, you walk on that stage, and it's just man the people that have played there and they still do it and it, it's got the booths and the dance floor and it's just like it was back then 
and uh, and then they've got a museum part, and they've got guitars and and uh, just all kinds of memorabilia by uh, signed by and donated by. Uh, by different artists that have played there over the year. And they, Robert Plant was there last year, uh, believe it or not. I think it was, it might have been 20. Uh, once I, I seen it, but it was sold out so quick that I didn't, I didn't get to go to it. But I'd love to go to a concert there. And they have the uh, winter dance party uh, every February, a little tribute thing to, uh, to Buddy Holly and the crew. So that's it, a, pretty neat little museum and and like i said it's just like it was back then i think that was built the the original one had burnt down um and i think this one was built in you know let's see 1947 when the fire destroyed the original one so they built the new one the next year and that's the one since 1948 it's changed hands several times and uh, it was local people but now i think a promoter companies got it out of chicago but they're still bringing in some you know pretty pretty big acts for uh for a little town in the middle of iowa but i i think people want to play there just for the nostalgia of it and uh you go down in there but the artist room you know the green room you've been to green rooms i'm sure when you were doing stand-up uh it's everybody that's performed there has signed that wall and uh pretty pretty neat to just sit there and read it and they tell you don't write on the wall because it, it's mainly for the performers that have been there and, and uh the payphone and they've got plexiglass over that because you know nobody's using payphones but uh there's a note in there from uh, buddy holly's widow that that was the phone phone that he called her from that night when he got on the just before he got on the airplane so just, just a pretty neat little museum, and uh, to walk up on that stage and to think of the people that's been on there uh, before you, even though you're not performing, it's just, it's just pretty neat. I had to get my picture taken on the stage because, uh, and really nice people there, and, and you know it's not crowded. Uh, you know, during the day, of course, the concerts sell out pretty quick, but. Uh, pretty neat and then we took the trip about five miles north to the actual crash site and uh, again this was that 110 degree week and we walked to the crash site and you're, you're walking down a, a fence line that's probably a good half a mile uh, to get to the crash site and then there's a little memorial there but uh, you, you find it and they, they you get directions when you get there but there's some big you know, probably six foot wide uh, black rim glasses on the side of the road that tells you you're at Buddy Holly's uh, crash site. So just neat area up there. It really is, and a lot of a lot of history, a lot of rock and roll history, a lot of Iowa history, and uh, and then of course the trains. So uh, neat neat area. Uh, we ended up in Mason City that night, and, and it's a nice little town too. So. A little bigger than the other two, but but uh, just nice area, a lot to do. Of course, in Iowa, which is my favorite place to visit the last few years, God, especially with that. the pandemic. I love to hear that, Bob. You know what? Uh, you know when when you make the take these day trips, you know, and you're making memories, and what you just described here is a day that would uh, you know you would remember or cherish for a lifetime. You know, yeah. I mean, that is one incredible uh, story that you just told. 
And uh, I want to talk about, you know, all the, the musicians and artists that, that uh, everyone wants to play on that stage. I, I work with a guy named Brad Reeder, one of the most amazing and most talented uh, performers I ever worked with. He was uh, doing stand-up with uh, me and Jimmy Walker. He, he was the one that brought Jimmy Walker, uh, you know, helped me bring Jimmy Walker to Fairfield. And, and uh, me and Jeff Alexander got to open for him. And yeah. uh, uh, he had been a, a, a mus- uh, magician b- before doing the stand-up. And yeah. he, was, he was a world famous at that. And then uh, he was the producer of a, a, a TV show. Well, anyway... Uh, he's a, friends with Louis Anderson and Louis Anderson plays that surf ballroom. And uh, really? he was, uh, he, he wanted to open for Louis there. And Louis said, hey, I don't know, you know, how Louis talked and everything, but uh, uh, he, he offered him $500 to let him open. He says, oh, I can't do that. And he upped it to $2,500. You know what I mean? And uh, Louis didn't take the money and he didn't get to do it. But I mean, that just goes to show you how badly that, you know, really, really talented artists want to stand on that stage. You know, I know Waylon yeah. Jennings uh, actually came back you know, for a pretty emotional performance there. You know, it wasn't, you know, it was, uh, you know, tenor, you know, it was later in his career, but, uh, and he hadn't come back, but I think he, he said uh, it, it kind of felt better. It got him a little closure for coming back there. Wow, this was this is the best episode we ever put together, Bob. Well, you got to check out their website, surfballroom.com, because uh, there's 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 a lot of photos, and uh, you could spend you could spend half a day just walking through the it's actually the bar area where they have all the guitars and uh, uh, memorabilia from the from the people that have played there over the years, and it's just. Uh, it's a cool place. It really is. It was uh, if you if you like rock and roll and and uh, and even if you don't, it's just a cool place. I mean, everybody knows the day the music died, and uh, yeah, happened right there in Iowa, the last show, and and uh, kind of sad, but uh, just neat to be in a building like that and think of the the people that have been on that stage uh, over the the last sixty years, seventy years. You know. Uh... Eisenhower might have been president when that happened. Well, he would have been, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have been president. What a trip back in time. You know what I mean? You take an old old time train and then you go see the Eisenhower Museum and then you go see the Buddy Holly crash site. It just really ties in together. It, it, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if trains like that weren't still operational, you know, when that happened. We were in the, uh, we went to, on our anniversary a few years ago, we went to the Presidential Museum thing and, and went to uh, Eisenhower Museum and uh, Truman Museum. And uh, Eisenhower, I, I'd say 70% of that museum, maybe not that high, but pretty close, is World War II. Uh, less really presidency, and he's buried there, him and Mamie, and, and uh, but it's, uh, and, and the house that he lived in is there too on the site, but it's, uh, it's in Abilene, Kansas, and uh, interesting guy. I mean, really intelligent guy. He, uh, he was offered so many positions after the White House, and uh, he said, you don't want me. You want me because I was president. <laughs> I'm not qualified to be uh, you know, president of this company just because I was president of the United States and a general, and uh, he just didn't want to make money off of uh, – 
off of the, the presidency, which uh, that's kind of refreshing. The whole family does nowadays, but that's another story. But anyway, neat area, neat area. So it was more of a, probably the, you know, for us, it wasn't a day trip. We ended up staying, uh, uh, I think we ended up staying at Clear Lake and then within the Mason City the next day. But uh, neat area. And I know that's the day trip for a lot of people in Iowa. So uh, if you haven't been up there, well, it's a day trip or a one night in a hotel trip, and uh, it's really well worth your time. And I don't know, you described it. You described a wonderful day to me, Bob. I, I sure appreciate, it. and I sure appreciate you being on the show and uh, all the ratings that you bring. And uh, I don't know how you outlasted all these other. I mean, hell, you even outlasted a former president. Well, I just, I, you know, I try to fly under the radar. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. You're, 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 you just, you know. I mean, you, everybody works their whole life to get to where you're at and get to do what you do. And that's kind of the American dream. And that's what we're, that's what we're seeing. And uh, it's, uh, some of us are still, you know, in the, in the working phase and we don't have the, the time and the money to get out there. Uh, but, uh, you know, these trips are a lot more affordable than any of the other trips that you're, you're, you're wanting to take. And uh, gosh, it's been so nice talking to you. I, I enjoyed uh, going down memory lane. Is there anything before we let you go? Just uh, work on something for next week. All right. Well, I'm sure you'll come up with something great. This has been right. this has been day tripping with Bob Dewitt here on Round Guy Radio, and this has been news you can use that won't give you the blues. Thanks for listening.